0: Join us on YouTube at the Counterthought channel. Let's go. Joe Biden and the Democrat Party want to change America, and they don't want to change it for the better, as they would like you to believe. Welcome to Counterthought. Thank you for joining me. The Biden administration and the Democrat Party They do not want to improve America. In their mind, they might believe that what they are trying to do will improve America, but that is not the case. They have lied to us continuously, talking out of both sides of their mouth to get us to believe that what they are doing is for the betterment of America. And that is entirely false. I know this has been a topic going for ever since really his presidency and even running up through the election of 2020. So maybe I'm a little late to the game talking about this, but. I feel like it needs to be t- discussed now, or now is just just go as good as a time as any, because as the Biden administration and his presidency continues to go on day by day, week by week, month by month, we are now sixteen full months into his presidency. Things are continuing to to pile up, and these things that are piling up, they are not because of incompetence. They are not by mistake. They are. Purposeful. Some of these things I'm talking about are immigration along our southern border, wanting to nationalize elections, wanting to pack the Supreme Court to get rid of the 6-3 constitutionalist advantage, gas prices, a federal law for abortion, mandates going back to COVID and the pandemic, controlling speech, suppression, and the like, lawlessness in our cities, Using violence and intimidation in our cities and in front and protesting in order to get their way. And then also the classic division using lies and hatred. And none of these things are good for our country. I'm sure you agree with me. And if you don't agree with me, drop it in the comments below because I would. I would love to hear from you why any of those things, all of which are supported by Joe Biden and and his administration and the Democrat Party, they're all part of the Democrat Party platform. I would love to know why any of those things are good. So when it comes to immigration on their southern border, that is a hot topic right now. May 23rd is when Title 42, which was the restriction due to COVID and the, the emergency, like the health emergency, that was supposed to go away. But a federal judge has blocked Title 42 from, from uh, going away. But projections are that if Title 42 is taken away, and it was halted because, by, the, by the judge because there is no plan in place from this administration, and that is on purpose. Estimates are that there would be 18,000 encounters per day along the southern border if Title 42 is taken away. Now, the Biden administration, you may remember whenever they came into office back in January of 2021, they immediately got uh, got rid of the remain in Mexico policy that the Trump administration put in place with Mexico. And that dramatically decreased immigration and required people who were coming to America to stay in Mexico while everything was being processed for each individual. Biden administration completely wiped that out. So, they want more immigrants to be coming into our country illegally. And the immigration on the southern border is a very complex issue. You know, we have dreamers here already. We have 2 million last year, 2 million encounters, and that does not even include the gotaways. So, that could be anywhere from two and a quarter, maybe 2.5, maybe even more than that. The Biden administration has even admitted to more than 40 people being captured and detained along the southern border trying to illegally migrate into our country who are on the terrorism watch list. And the immigration is is not going to stop. From October of 2021 to now, May 24th, there have been 1.5 million encounters And how is our country supposed to support this many people that are coming into our country, been given bus tickets, plane rides to other parts of the country, given money, a phone, and tell them, hey, you just need to show up with your court date? You know, we we trust you, just show up to the court date. And in the meantime, you know, you're going to get food from taking away food from our citizens, you're going to be um, taking away other resources from our citizens. And you look around and you see how many Americans are struggling, especially during this time of inflation, which Last month was at 8.3% and peaked in March at 8.5%. Those are the highest numbers of inflation in more than 40 years. But the poorest southern border just allows more and more people to keep coming in, more and more people to keep using our resources, more and more people to take our food as we are dealing with certain shortages. Not going to get into all the details, but toss in baby formula there, you know, it's been shown pictures, documentation, pallets upon pallets upon pallets of baby formula going to the southern border to feed the babies that are coming across the southern border, you know, along with their families, with their mothers. Meanwhile, our American citizens, our American mothers cannot procure baby formula for themselves. And they're sending out their relatives, their sisters, their their aunts, their grandparents, their, their in-laws, you know. Whomever they can to look, whether they live locally or in a different state. And that has gotten so out of control that the Biden administration had to airlift and fly in 70,000 pounds, like 35 tons of baby formula this week. But we're just going to continue to let thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people come across our southern border, and we are housing them because we got rid of the remain in Mexico policy. And Mayorkas, he's just, he's, (laughs) I hate to say it because I don't really, I don't really know him, but everything that is happening on that Southern border leads to incompetence. And the Biden administration has tried to fool us multiple times, you know, oh, we stand with our border agents. Oh, but yeah, that, that one whipping looking incident, which wasn't whipping at all and took six months to solve. You know, the reins that were being used to, to keep the migrants away from the horse, you know, oh, came down and chastised them and had a full investigation go on. And, you know, yeah, that really shows support for for the border agents, Border Patrol sure does. So they say one thing while doing something else. And again, it's projected 18,000 illegal immigrants could be coming to our southern border once Title 42 is lifted. That's 540,000 on average immigrants Per month, let's do a little bit more math, 540,000 times 12 months, that would be 6 million encounters in one year. 6 million. 6 million would be like the second largest city in America. That would be like LA, a new LA all being made up of illegal immigrants coming to our southern border in one year's time. And Going back to last year, talking about nationalizing elections with the, um, I forget the exact name of the act, but it's like Freedom to Vote Act or Vote for the, the People Act. They want to federalize elections instead of being run by the states. And I mean, there's just numerous problems with that, right? I mean, it's always been on the state level and then to try to just change it to the the federal level. What's the purpose of that? I mean, I can't, I can't imagine what, what all could go wrong with that. I mean, we've seen such great things from the federal government and even at the state level, there are still, still issues, right? We've seen that. I mean, I'm in Florida, right? We had the, the hanging Chad problem going back to, um, to the year 2000, but I wonder what what they could be up to with federalizing elections. And then when states do try to shore up their election laws and make it easier for people to vote and harder to cheat, then they're called and accused of being racist and that the policies and the laws are Jim Crow 2.0 like we saw for the state of Georgia last year. So much so that peddling that lie that you know, Stacey Abrams said uh Joe Biden even went to Georgia and was saying all these lies right to the American people, right to the people in the state of Georgia. Major League Baseball, Coke, Delta all threw their hands up in the air and condemned and you know, said we cannot stand for this. We are going to move the All-Star game out of Atlanta, cost the city about I believe it was 5 to 10 million in additional revenue that would have taken place over over those three days for the all-star game. Thankfully, my Atlanta Braves won the World Series and they got three more World Series games there later that year in, in October and in the first week of November. Some poetic justice there. But talking about Jim Crow 2.0 and, and when the all-star game was moved, it's, you know, moved to Denver, Colorado and Colorado has stricter laws than Georgia. And Delaware, where the president's from, you know, has stricter laws than Georgia. So they're just peddling this lie to create division, trusting that the majority of the people that they want to believe this lie aren't going to do any fact checking for themselves. And you know, that's just another feather in the cap for the Biden administration of yeah, justice. Yeah. Racial justice, you know, accountability, Way to go, Joe. All the while, the midterm elections are taking place this week and just wrapped up in Georgia. And they saw record early voting turnout compared to 2018 with this new law in place. But, you know, that's not enough. That's, you know, no, 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 no. Don't believe what you see. Believe what you hear. Because Stacey Abrams then comes up to the to the podium wherever she was traveling around, you know, to promote herself for the the governor's race in Georgia in the midterm election this November, says, oh no, 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 no. Don't believe those numbers. You know, that's that's a a positive correlation with without causation. There's no way that that the new voting law has anything to do with the ability for record turnout. If anything if it wasn't for those new laws, there would be even more turnout. Come again? Now you're trying to trick us twice. thinking it must be thinking that we're fools and idiots because you first want us to believe that it was Jim Crow 2.0, even though there are stricter laws around the country and, and you don't call, call those out. And then when voting increases, then you say that the laws actually kept the numbers from being even higher? I mean, I swear, if if you have not caught on to this, please do. The Democrat Party and this administration think you are too stupid to catch on to what is going on. They don't want you to believe your eyes. You know, they consider them to be your lying eyes. They just want you to Listen to them and to believe that they are the sources of truth and that they would never lie to you. They would never lie to you. Nothing, you know, no reason for them to lie to you. They're they're trustworthy, honest people, trustworthy and honest. They don't want to ruin America. No, 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 no. They want to make all of these changes for the betterment of America. They want to improve America. Little did you know that these high gas prices, where the national average is up to about four sixty per gallon. These are good things. President Biden even said this week, oh, well, you know, these high gas prices, these are, it's like a necessary evil in order for us to get to more green energy policies. Um, Joe, you are costing American families hundreds of dollars per month because gas prices have basically doubled in your time in office and this is a necessary evil that's your view no compassion no responsibility you know you say that all the oil companies and the refineries and and the producers of of gasoline and everything that they're just taking advantage of the consumer saying record profits you know we've had these leases available and it's It's up to them to to buy them and to build upon them, and we have no control over that. That's been the party line. That's what the Democrats have been saying. Meanwhile, the Keystone Pipeline, gone. No more drilling federal lands. That's gone. Closing down lands and access in Alaska and the Gulf of Mexico. Gone, taking leases off the table. Well, yes, these these leases that they can't just these oil companies can't just build upon them instantaneously and produce oil just like that the fastest that any kind of production would be able to be increased if some of these things were lifted policies were changed is at least 6 months but what it is impacting is the futures for oil and gas these companies are not going to sink billions and billions of dollars into building upon the lands for these leases that they have if they don't believe that they're going to actually be able to produce the oil because they're worried that this administration is just going to shut it down just like they did the keystone pipeline but you don't hear that from the biden administration you don't hear them taking any responsibility for that no no it's all it's all corporate it's 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 their fault it's greed that's what you hear When really it's the policies in place that is causing less oil to be produced, supply demand, prices are going up 460 something per gallon nationwide. Certain states like California are already over six. I heard today that they are in California, they are... The gas stations are creating new signs to account for a 10th, I mean not a 10th, a fourth digit on their signs, you know, like $3.96 and I guess maybe some of them have the little nine tenths of a cent at the end, but then creating new signs so that they could put a one at the beginning for the projected $10 gas that could show up in California by the end of this summer. Not to mention, diesel averages up around $6 per gallon. So that's creating costs to go up for shipping, right? You know, trucking going across the country, costing them $1,000 like to fill up a tank. That's going to make everything cost more. Distribution costs go up. Cost of your food goes up. Cost of your clothes go up. Cost of other things go up. Whatever touches a semi-truck is going up. And then you also hear this administration talking about going back to last year and into this year with, with the mandates, you know, they wanted to do a mandate and they coerce these employers. You know, if you have a hundred employees or more that you are going to have to have your employees be, be vaccinated. And all these employees, because they were fearful of the penalties that were going to come down upwards to like more than a hundred thousand dollars per case, you know, starting to require their employees to get vaccinated. Then the administration, their line was, oh yeah. I mean, I mean we increased, like we ins- incentivized. We incentivized everyone to to get vaccinated. No, you didn't incentivize them. Your <laughs> The incentive was a threat. You threatened to take away people's livelihoods, threatened to take away their jobs if they didn't go along and abide by your threats of a mandate. Thankfully, that was considered unconstitutional But millions upon millions of people got vaccinated because they thought it was going to stand and be constitutional or at least not be struck down in time for the the deadline that was placed on these employers. But any complications from these vaccinations are, you know, the government's not going to be held responsible. The pharmaceutical companies are not going to be held responsible. So the hands are clean to the administration, right? I mean, what... There was no recourse for them. You know, there there was no penalty for them. They just got slapped on the wrist, unconstitutional. Oh, man, we increased vaccination across the country by about 5%, 10% to get us closer to that 70% goal by July 4th that we missed. Ah, sorry, you know, sorry it was unconstitutional. But hey, we got to the number we were looking for. And then now vaccines are continuing through this emergency use authorization through the FDA. When are we as parents going to stand up and say, or continue to stand up and stand up even more like I am now going to have to get more involved because Pfizer is now applying through the FDA for emergency youth authorization for a three-shot regimen for children six months to five years old. They've already got to the five-year to 11-year-olds, right? That's elementary school, right? Kindergarten through fifth grade. But now they're going down to six months. Why? Where's the emergency use? How is there an emergency? Children have been the least affected. It is time, not only legally, but parents need to become even more involved to stop this from happening. The state of Louisiana was trying to, the governor there was trying to, require vaccination for children to attend school. You believe how absurd that is? That is absurd. We need to do more to put this to an end. There is no more emergency. There is no more emergency. It has been shown that these vaccines, these shots, right? They're literally shots because a vaccine prevents transmission. These shots do not. Children are least affected, but yet they're still getting approval for through emergency use authorization. Where's the emergency? These children are not dying from this. Healthy children are not dying from this. Yet you want to put something into their into their bodies that they're not even. Any remote risk, they have a better chance of walking outside and dying, being hit by a car crossing the street, being struck by lightning, driving in the car as they're getting taken to school or riding on the school bus than they do from, from COVID. I mean, this this level of control without any long-term effects, you know, you know, longitudinal data, no long-term data to support any of these measures being taken by this administration is ridiculous. And the fact that they're continuing to push it shows you that they are just putting science to the wayside, true science, true data, and that they don't care. They don't care. The parents who are okay with this and who are thinking, "Ooh, sigh of relief. I can finally get my child vaccinated. Stop. If you're one of these parents, Stop casting and projecting your anxieties, your fears onto your child. Stop doing that. You're doing the same thing when it comes to masking. Same thing. Philadelphia is doing that. Philadelphia is now requiring students once more to put masks on. It has been shown that those little three-ply masks are not doing much of anything to prevent transmission. And then if the teachers are vaccinated, then they shouldn't be at risk anyway. So again, none of this, none of this all makes sense, but it's about, it's about control. And this administration is never going to let their foot off the gas, never going to hand over the keys. They're going to want to retain this control that they have, that they are continuing to pursue through COVID, through these uh, attempted mandates, through all these policies for as long as they can until we, the American people, push back and get it to stop. Thankfully, I'm in Florida and Ron DeSantis has put laws in place to prevent mandates. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We need more of that. We need more of that because they have this Democratic Party has sunken their teeth into power and they are not going to relinquish it. We have to take it from them. And in response to, whenever they don't get their way, we see what do we see the Democratic Party do and and their their constituents right their, their voters their their supporters, we see them result to violence to to threats to control your speech to control your actions to sway you to intimidate you to get their way. You know they've threatened with rulings from the Supreme Court to. Pack the court. You know, the leaked opinion for Roe v. Wade, they are now um, protesting outside the houses of the Supreme Court justices, you know, on the conservative side or the the constitutional side, that's the more accurate description. Protesting outside their houses, which is against the law, but the Justice Department doesn't want to see, doesn't want to get involved because, you know, politics. But they're supposed to be the DOJ. No, 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 no. There's no politiza- politicalization of the DOJ. That's what Merrick Garland said when he came into, um, when he was appointed for that role. That's what Joe Biden said. You know, there, would, there wouldn't there would be any type of interference. None, nothing like that. No politicalization. Merrick Garland was supposed to be um, nominated to the Supreme Court by Obama at the end of his term. Well, We've seen through actions through the DOJ that it's very much politicized. And Merrick Garland is um, just as political as as the politician in Congress through the actions they've taken against parents protesting at, at school boards and speaking out and all of these things. So anytime the Democrat Party doesn't get their way, they pitch a fit. The leaked opinion Roe v. Wade, you got Chuck Schumer saying, oh, immediately we're going to put a bill on the floor in the Senate and we are going to vote on it. And we are going to um, we are going to make this a federal law because the Roe v. Wade getting overturned that is taking away your constitutional rights. Uh, No, 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 no. Newsflash, you've been lied to for 50 years if you think that Roe v. Wade is a is constitutional. It is not in the Constitution. It's legal precedent. It's not in the Constitution. It was never put into the Constitution. Congress has never voted put a voted on any type of abortion law to, you know, to, to codify it and, you know, have it be an amendment to the Constitution. Nope. 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 But fifty years of lies have led millions upon millions upon millions of people to believe that. And there's no clarification, there's no fact-checking, all the, quote, pro-choice organization, really the pro-abortion organizations continue to put that lie out there like, oh, if this Roe v. Wade is overturned, it's going to take away your constitutional rights. No, it's not. But they're so in, in so much of a tizzy, they're going to protest constitutional rights, I understand freedom of speech, but there is a federal law that says you can't do that outside of a judge's house trying to intimidate them that is breaking the law, but you know no arrests are being made. some marshals have been put out there to increase security thankfully, but no arrests being made. you know we have to pack the court we have to uh, ramp it up from nine to thirteen so we can add four more liberal justices, and then have the 7-6 majority. This party sounds like a toddler having a temper tantrum. I should know I have two of them. Don't get what you want? Meltdown. Everything's got to change. Nothing can stand. This is, this is discrimination. This is, this is so wrong. You know This, this is against my constitutional rights, my, my freedoms, our democracy. But it but it's not. You just don't want to play by the rules that have been, <laughs> that have existed in this country for hundreds of years. And whenever you get your way, you want to pitch a fit, sling lies, slander, all of this. And unfortunately, millions upon millions of people believe you is a whole nother topic. And that's that's the cycle, right? Lie action do one thing say another get you to look to the left while they're doing something over here to the right get you to believe what they want you to believe even though what what they're wanting you to believe is completely false that's that's what they do and then ultimately they they use division through hate we see that all the time putting blaming the republican party for something that the republican party is not responsible for slinging along around the term racist, like it's candy on Halloween. Oh, you don't agree with me regarding that racist. You don't agree with me regarding that bigot misogynist, you know? Oh, you hate these people. Why do you hate these people? That's we hear that all the time. So this Biden administration the Democratic Party it is clear that they are trying to change America and they're not trying to improve America. They're trying to change the structures of America to benefit them for the next 100 200 years. They want to reshape America but this reshaping of America is not going to be for the good of America. It's going to lead to the destruction. Of America. I know this has been a topic that has been talked about for all 16 months, maybe even more of this, of the Biden presidency. But I finally felt like I needed to discuss it here on the podcast because it is continuing to get more and more out of hand. And I have posted recent TikTok videos, and it just boggles my mind the number of people who they just have blinders, blinders on, scales over their eyes, something. They they just love being spoon-fed, whatever it is, from the people that they support, even when what they support is completely false, or if what they support has led to 8.5% inflation, led to more than 2 million encounters at the southern border, led to mandates, led to state action censorship for controlled speech, led to the creation of a disinformation governance board, all of these things. All of these things led to the terrible Afghanistan withdrawal, and then the little hero complex comes in, and you know, the Biden administration is trying to make it seem like they did a great job because they were able to evacuate. There's been no other type of evacuation like that before. Meanwhile, it's like, uh, well, there shouldn't have had to be an evacuation like that. But if that's what you're trying to spin it, you know, trying to turn a positive out of a disastrous negative, like, no, you don't get to take credit for something that you get to do during a disaster that you created. So, this party wants to restructure America, but none of this restructuring is for the betterment of our country. And you, As a patriot, we as patriots, we as conservatives, as Republicans, as independents, as sharp-minded people, you know, non-foolish people, non-blinded people, truly woke, we have been awakened to what is really going on here. It is up to us to continue to fight for what America truly stands for and prevent this administration and this party from changing our country. Thank you for listening to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. Remember to subscribe and like or rate the podcast on your podcast app or on YouTube, and engage with the podcast on Instagram at Counter underscore Thought, at Counterthought CEO, or on Facebook at Counterthought Podcast.